This podcast is brought to you by Templeton Press and their new book, The Christmas Virtues, A Treasury of Conservative Tales for the Holidays. The third book in Templeton's Virtue series, The Christmas Virtues is a collection of essays by some of your favorite humorists like P.J. O'Rourke, Christopher Buckley, Jonah Goldberg, and comedian Larry Miller. Edited by the Weekly Standard's own Jonathan V. Last, The Christmas Virtues features humor and insight from your Weekly Standard favorites like Steve Hayes, Andrew Ferguson, Christopher Caldwell, and some podcast guy. Go to templetonpress.org for a special discount and free shipping offer on The Christmas Virtues and all three Virtues books. That's templetonpress.org for a special discount and free shipping on The Christmas Virtues. Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us to analyze last night's debate is Steve Hayes. And Steve, we'll just start with the big question. Who was the winner last night? I mean, it, it had to be Trump, right? Trump was fantastic. He was the greatest. He was the best, <laughs> as he always is. No, I, I do think, I'm being facetious, but I do think that, that Trump is probably the de facto winner, if only because he seemed a little less uh, crazy than he has seemed in other debates and, and in his, his interviews and, and speeches. Um, and I don't think there was a big moment to really knock off, knock him off or change the trajectory of the race. So for that reason, almost by default, I would say Trump comes out of this uh, stronger than pretty much anybody. But if you like Trump, you got Trump last night. And what's interesting is Trump didn't back down on uh, on some stuff. He st- st- stood by closing the Internet and he was asked the direct question, would you shut down the Internet a la China? And he said, yeah, I would consider it. Yes. And yeah. the, the yeah. same on the uh, uh, banning Muslims from setting foot in the United States. He's. He stood right there. But I also think if you like Jeb, you got plenty of Jeb. If you like Rand Paul, you got a good dose of libertarian constitutionalism. It's just a matter of what flavor you wanted. Yeah, I, I think that's basically right. I mean, you know, the obvious sort of understory aside from from the status quo debate would be the Trump. I mean, the, the Cruz versus Rubio uh fights on both national security and, and the NSA mm-hmm. on the one hand and on immigration on the other. I thought those were very uh, good <clears throat> exchanges, uh, usually substantive exchanges with, you know, the, the stipulation that there was some sort of overheated campaign rhetoric mixed in. <laughs> I thought those were good. I thought those were good exchanges and they have pretty clear differences. On, so you're calling so you're calling Marco Rubio trying to squeeze out of his path to citizenship political rhetoric. And you're calling Ted Cruz trying to deny that he, in fact, wanted to massively expand uh, H-1B visas, political <laughs> rhetoric. You're, you're you're giving those two guys the political rhetoric out as opposed to the you blatantly misled us about your record out. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I don't think Rubio did that as much as Cruz did. I mean, Rubio didn't answer the first question when when Dana Bash asked him directly about whether he would vote again or support again the legislation that he supported as part of the Gang of Eight. He didn't answer the question. That's but right. then when she pressed him, when she pressed him, he said, in effect, look, I've learned my lesson. Uh, I would do things differently now. Cruz, I think, you know, took some some liberties to be charitable <laughs> with his own record on the the path of legalization. He very clearly supported it. You know, the defense that you get from from the people in Cruz world is that he did it only to, to signal how bad the bill was and he never really intended it with some elaborate poison pill plan. But he's on video saying that he wanted to improve the bill. Um, he, he said he supported right. legalizing the 11 million undocumented uh, workers here and later in an interview with Byron York after the fact uh, reiterated that point. So I think it's pretty disingenuous of him to pretend now that he was always this sort of stomp Steve King like uh, hardliner on immigration. It's just not the case. I also think it is the case that 
while people want to hear the Donald Trump, we're just going to throw the 11 million out and we're just going to, you know, then that's that, that there's a certain uh, tough knuckled realism among Republican primary voters who know that that's not true. And the the challenge on immigration reform, Steve, is the same one it's been from the first time I talked about this on the radio <laughs> 10 years ago. Nobody believes that if there's a deal on amnesty on on a Wednesday that we will deport the illegal who comes across the border on Thursday. No one believes that. And so Rubio's point that you've got to build that trust by showing you're, you know, stopping illegal immigration is, is there. But I want to get back to the bigger topic because it was all about national defense last night. You, you are in deep looking at the Obama policies of not filtering social media, uh, at the release of Guantanamo detainees. Who do you think made the best case for being able to take on the Obama record and maybe tie former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton to it? I think you would probably have to give, at least on the first part of your question, give the nod to, to Rubio, in part because he, he clearly, I think, is in kind of a league of his own in terms of the mastery of the subject matter. Like, he, he really knows this stuff. And that's pretty clear listening to any of his answers that he gave on the stage last night. In, in terms of going in after Hillary Clinton, you know, Ted Cruz, I think, made a pretty good case. You Cruz and Rubio have this difference on regime change. It wasn't as big a difference uh, a couple of years ago as it seems to be now. And there's no question that Cruz is elevating the importance of uh, the Libya intervention in um, Syria and Egypt so that he can attack Marco Rubio right. as having supported the Obama-Clinton uh, foreign policy. Again, I think it's a stretch. But uh, but Cruz made that case last night and, t- and and several times took the opportunity to turn the debate back to Hillary Clinton, back to Barack Obama. You know what bothers me? We're talking to Steve Hayes with uh, Fox News and the Weekly Standard is that nobody stood up and really seized the release of the Guantanamo Bay detainees and the fact that one of them is now a major leader in Al Qaeda. No one seized the issue that the Obama administration didn't just forget to check people's social media like uh, uh, f- uh, 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 Malik, the woman in the shooting. But they had the plan in place. People wanted to do it, and they intentionally killed it. I mean, Steve Hayes, this is a horrific record that the typical dopey voter like me can understand. And they mentioned it kind of in passing, but no one grabbed it. You know, Carly Fiorina made an attempt. At one point, mm-hmm. she said, I, I thought she, she made a very good point. She said, you've got to be kidding me. You've got parents all over this country who check social media. Media just to see what their kids are up to, exactly. and and you don't have government checking to see the the possible the hottest intentions of of immigrants and refugees who are coming from uh, nations where Al Qaeda is dominant or ascent. That's a huge problem. I think she made the case. It just she didn't really stand out. Uh, she didn't. She didn't stack any other uh, successes or, or, or better arguments on that one, I think, very good point. And I think that's, that's a problem. I, I, I was surprised, I will say, and this may be because I've been somewhat obsessed about this over the past few days, I was surprised that you didn't have Republicans go after President Obama on Guantanamo. I mean, we've seen now with the, the, the resurfacing of Ibrahim Al-Kosi, a, an al-Qaeda leader uh, from back in the day who is now uh, was released in July 2012 and is now a leader of al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula, was seen on a propaganda video uh, just last week um, outing the jihad against the United States. Uh, the, the fact that Republicans didn't seize on 
bat on him as, a, as a, an example of the dangers of recidivism, I think is a huge missed opportunity. And then to make matters worse, President Obama gave an interview to Olivier Knox of Yahoo News in which he said two or three things that are categorically, provably, demonstrably false. The president said that, that only a handful of people who have been released from Guantanamo have been recidivists. We literally have a report from Obama's own director of national intelligence that puts that number at 196 out of wow. 653. I mean, the president is flat out lying about this. There's no question about it. It's not ambiguous. And Republicans really didn't see that. The president also said that only low-level individuals have been released from Guantanamo. Again, categorically untrue. You have senior aides to Osama bin Laden who have been released or transferred. You have the Taliban Five who set the right. stage, did, did sort of the prep work for the 9-11 attacks on the battlefield in Afghanistan. These are senior al-Qaeda leaders who are going back and picking up arms once again against the United States and our interests. That that deserves a mention from Republicans. And I just want to close with this, that there was an opportunity there last night for somebody, Chris Christie, Carla Fiorina, one of the non, you know, big three, if you will, to seize all those stories, the Bo Bergdahl, the AQAP, the social media, and really rise up and, and make the, you know, the I, I am the leader who sees all these problems. And because they didn't, yeah. I, Steve, I think that really leaves Trump in the driver's seat because the answer you get from Trump supporters and, and the got a point is hey you can call my guy dumb all you want he's not dumb enough to release Kitmo terrorists while ISIS yeah. is killing us he's not dumb enough not to check people's social media hell he wants to shut down their internet and that kind of strong focused leadership I think is what people are looking for and again and again Republican candidates have not grabbed it I think you're right and, and probably the, the biggest missed opportunity last night in my view was Chris Christie I, I've seen other people who have said that that they thought he had a pretty good night I thought I thought he, he went back to the old the old claim that because he's a chief executive, he's better equipped to deal with these problems. But it didn't really work in this context. I mean, Rubio and Cruz were having a serious and substantive debate about yep. an important distinction that they have on this metadata collection, mass surveillance. And, and Christie sort of came in and dismissed that debate. It's a it's an important debate. Take a side and make your case. Don't don't say that just because by virtue of the fact that you were elected to uh, uh, the governorship rather than the Senate gives you some special uh, special say on these matters right. without actually making your case. I thought it was a missed opportunity for Christie last night. And he's been I think he's been very good in the, in the previous debates. He just didn't do as well last night. Steve Hayes, Fox News and The Weekly Standard. Thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate your time. Of course, you bet. Thanks, Michael. You've been listening to The Weekly Standard podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.